This is the St. Longinus' Baptism Podcast Channel, Episode 19, A Short Confession. But first, a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to your service and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. Amen. The, the purpose of this episode is, I think a lot of people forget that I'm really, um, I'm really spiritually new to trying to be truly pious and devout to God. And so... Um, it has occurred to me, and I just want to make a quick note. Basically, when I say God's grace, I'm really talking about uh, surrender to divine providence. 
Because once you understand the concept of divine providence, you will realize that the graces you receive, let's just say in my case, where I came to piety and devotion, you know, very late in life, um, as they say in the biblical story, at the 11th hour, um, you have been given graces and blessings that if 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 you were a total pagan hedon, uh, hedonistic person, you were given those graces, and because you were not in the right spiritual frame of work, you just wrote it off of, well, this is due to experience, or well, this is the way I was raised, or you know. But you're not going to attribute it to God's providence, and once you reach the right stage. Of um the the right understanding. I'm sorry, not the right stage, but the right understanding of what divine providence and how it works is. You'll realize that even when you were not trying to be close to God, that um that he gave you graces to you know because he's the author of time and space, so he knew at the eleventh hour. You know, you were going to come to him as you were. And he was, he's going to use those graces, um, to, to use for his own purposes. Now you may have abused some of those, uh, graces, you know, let's just say you have a sharp wit. Well, you might've used your sharp wit to, to put people down in a real devastating manner. Um, I'll get to that particular one during my confession, but basically, you know, once you understand the concept of divine providence, you're going to understand that you might've abused the graces that God gives you, but good is going to come out of them one way or the other, because he is the ultimate good and only good can come out of them. Even if you were using those, those blessings and graces for evil. Um, the second part of the second aspect of this is I have said this on previous episodes, but I cannot assume, you know, given, given the nature of society and the way, you know, people being individuals that everybody has, you know, listened from forward to finish. So I have said previously that growing in piety and devotion is it's spiritual maturity. But here's the thing. Spiritual maturity is like secular maturity. You know, um, it's, it's a very, very rare person that has a maturity of a 30 year old at 15. It's a very, very rare maturity that a person at 25 has the maturity of a person at 35. So what I'm saying here is, is that just like you mature over time, spiritually you mature over time. Now, just like certain people mature faster than others, in the spiritual life, sometimes God gives a certain people um, spiritual maturity faster than others. Those of you who are Catholic, 
um, may be familiar with this concept. Um, it is often said that um, that people that God wants to use for certain purposes uh, grow more rapidly in the spiritual life because God has certain purposes for them. And by the way, just so nobody gets it twisted, I'm not trying to claim that that last thing I said. I'm not trying to claim that. As a matter of fact, this would be a good time to get into my confession or my short confession. So one of my biggest faults, and by the way, all this is, this has come to a head over the past week, maybe two weeks at most, where God's grace started showing me stuff in a particular manner where, you know, it actually um, pricked my heart and made me understand, once again, we're dealing with a flawed individual, dimly that, you know, I am guilty of these particular spiritual sins. And the one sin I am, you know, I, I would say, well, as I've said previously, my spiritual garden resembles a junkyard rather than a garden. There's a lot of things in my life that, you know, when I'm when I'm praying to God that comes up. But I think in this manner, because as I've said previously, this podcast, it's not my personal podcast. It's not my personal podcast. God put, uh, God's grace put this in my heart. You know, the direction of the, the episodes and stuff. This is, have been by the promptings of God. These, these are not, and, and by the way, since we are talking about the spiritual life, one episode or two episodes or whatever individual episodes might have been um my own idea but the content and the direction they took were definitely promptings of the holy ghost so uh god's blessing in the holy ghost so um you know i've i've already said that you know, I'm not doing this for myself. Now, the reason I'm saying this is part of spreading God's word. Well, actually, I've I've consumed a lot of podcasters, a lot of podcasters. And basically what I took away from the successful ones was that they play to their audience. And when I say play... I'm not saying that um if 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 they're if they're truly real people they don't they don't um they don't change their approach to please the autistic spurgs in their audience they basically but when I say play to their audience in other words they they kind of have an you know when they start their podcast they kind of have an idea of who they're speaking to and then they try to tailor those um those uh 
their their podcast to the audience they're trying to reach. I have said in my introductions, this, you know, if you're if you're spiritually mature, if you're in the right faith, and you're um, you know, if God's really working in you, that's not who I'm trying to reach. Um, I'm not equating myself to Jesus, uh, but I do like this quote from the Gospels. Um, the Pharisees were giving him a hard time because he was eating with sinners. And he basically says, a well person doesn't need a doctor. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, that you're a terrible person or nothing. What I'm saying is, this podcast is directed at people who either want are looking for the truth and I'm talking the ultimate truth which is you know pre-Vatican II Catholicism and um it's not a you know I'm not a teacher I'm not trying to teach anything I'm I'm giving my thoughts and observations I'm giving um I'm giving uh resources and then you know, you're an adult, you can do your own research. You know, you got ultimately, you know, I can't help you. You have to get yourself in a position where Jesus's divine providence is going to help you. And you need to learn how to be uh, obedient, you know, to that will. Anyway, it occurred to me over the past couple of weeks that one of one of the, the the spiritual sins I was guilty of was presumption. Now, in certain areas, I find myself being presumptuous upon God's mercy. But in particular, I find that I'm presumptuous with people in general. Because I view myself as your most basic American person. Um, I do not consider myself intelligent. I do not consider myself especially mature spiritually. And I'm no theologian. You know, I'm a pretty, basically I consider myself an average American with, you know, because I'm an individual, there are certain aspects of my personality which um they I do have outliers in my personality. But when it when it comes to the way I speak and and basically um the ideas I try to put across, I basically view myself as being very, very average. And I make the assumption or actually, I'm sorry, I, I presume that my audience understands, or I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, not understands, they're like me, that they're like me. And I forget the thing that I always preach is people are individuals. And the biggest part of being an individual, what seems blatantly obvious is the nose on your face to me may not be is blatantly obvious to you. And um, 
I understand now that what may what I've said or will say in the future may come across as arrogance or as um uh self-righteousness or um you know basically hypocrisy because I'm basic I presumed upon my audience I did not tailor basically I did not tailor my approach to my audience Um, in such a manner that these flaws would 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 come across so blatantly, and I chalk that up, like I said, to presumption, and I also chalk it up to, um, you know, like I said, I'm growing in the spiritual life, so I'm basically a child in the spiritual life. And those of you who have kids know when your kids four or five, they 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 intend well, but they you know they do things that they're not supposed to do. So and and I'm gonna say this one time with this confession, I would like you, I, I I'm asking you humbly and contritely, take away from this that. I'm asking for your understanding, if nothing else, and your charity. I'm asking for your understanding and charity. If you get tempted, you know, to be upset or angry with me personally because you view what I'm saying as a personal flaw, I'm asking for your understanding and your charity. Okay? Um. So... Basically, um, basically, uh, I, I have the sin, the sin of presumption toward the people I deal with. And by the way, it's just not on this podcast, the people I deal with in general. It's, and by the way, this is not, um, something that I was not unaware of. I, I realized that. I had this flaw, but apparently, you know, over the past couple of weeks, um, I, you know, it, it, it was God's grace that showed me this is a bigger, a bigger issue than you realize. And so this, you know, it, uh, God's grace put it in my heart to make a confession because I'm, I'm, I'm basically, I'm basically listing my faults so that people who may have listened to previous episode and wrote me off as a self-righteous, uh, hypocritical, arrogant a-hole will understand um, that I'm, I'm new to this and I, just like they are, they are a flawed individual. I'm sorry, I'm a flawed individual, just like they are. The second sin... And once again, this particular sin has been on my radar. Except, unlike the first sin, this has always been a fault. 
But in order, once again, this is not my podcast. So I have to tailor my approach to my audience. Now, um, unfortunately, I have bragged in the past that, um, you know, I like long form content. I like long books and I like long form content. Now, with this particular sin, once I got into adulthood and had to deal with real life, people, and I'm ta- we're talking back in the 90s, people would often get impatient with me because I tend to be, uh, I'm going to church this up, verbose. And that's one of my failings as a human being. But um, part of that deeper uh, verbosity is if I feel something's important, I want to give the details why I think this is important. Now, you can call it autism. You can call it whatever you want to. But this has always been an aspect of my personality. But the impatience with, you know, um, it, it's a fault. It's a fault, but it's also a... um. It's a, uh, it's also a societal defect and, um, it's a, it's a, it's a spiritual fault on my part because in the spiritual life, Brett, um, if anyone who's listened to father Bernard Utley's, uh, talk on true restoration, he says brevity is the soul of wit. I'm I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but basically keep it simple, keep it simple and, and, and be brief. Um, I always had the wrong attitude, uh, throughout life. I realized that people would get impatient when I was being verbose, but my attitude was F them. Ethel, literally Ethel, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to change who I am to, 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 you know, to, to meet your needs. If, if you can't listen to what I'm saying, if you're too impatient, that's on you. That's not on me. Um, that, that is, that is an error and a sin, at least in the spiritual life, because in the spiritual life, and and by the way, by the way, too, if if I were doing this podcast for my own glorification, that would be a stupid approach. Because and by the way, this impatience, this impatience with long form, you know, long-winded stuff, it's 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 multiplied ex, ex, uh, uh it's multiplied by by hundreds of uh, hundreds to the point where people can only think in sound bites. And by the way, once again, this is my autism speaking. Um, the sound bite was was basically started. It was trial ballooned in the eighties, and then they started pushing it as a concept in the nineties. To the point now where 
you know, people will watch the presidential debate. But here's the thing that they don't realize. It, the presidential debates mean nothing because the, the candidates are speaking in sound bites. 30-second clips. And not many people know this, but during the Lincoln-Douglas De debates, they literally, and this was outside, this wasn't in some building, this was literally outside. They would speak for six hours expounding on their ideas and stuff. And it went over a course of like three days. So they were, they were having six to eight hour debates over the course of three days. And people of that time were literally outside listening to these debates for six to eight hours. Okay. Um, but basically, especially now, I'm, I'm talking within the past 10 years, people, especially now, they can't, they can't, first of all, their critical thinking skills. And by the way, I just want to say what I'm saying here, I'm guilty of as well. So don't get butthurt, you know, when I criticize society. As a member of society, I'm guilty either at one time or right now of the same things I'm talking about. This, well, anyway. So, but people nowadays, they lack critical thinking skills. And part of critical thinking skills is breaking down a concept and spending more than 30 seconds thinking about that concept. Now, there is a difference between critical thinking and overthinking. You, yes, overthinking is a thing. I've actually, one of my ex-girlfriends accused me of that, that I overthink things. Um, anyway, uh, so most people lack, and by the way, these are, I'm saying most people, I'm not saying everybody lack critical thinking skills. And then they've been trained, they've been trained to think in 30-second clips. And if an idea or a concept takes longer than 30 seconds, they do one of two things. They either tune out or um, they either tune out or, or, or they lose focus because they've been trained to think in 30-second sound bites. Now, this is the reality that we, you know, anybody, you know, basically in present day, this is a reality that's got to be dealt with. And so the sin I'm guilty, well, like I said, verbosity is not a good thing when I'm trying to, to think on being things spiritual. But, um, as I said, even if this, if this podcast were not for God and it were my own, it would be a stupid move on my part not knowing that today's audiences can't think past 30 seconds. And depending on the person, some people have to have a 15-minute clip. That's all they're capable of. 
or a half hour, any, you know, and at an hour, my average, my average uh, episode runs anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour. That's, that's like asking, you know, a lot of people to kill their kids. They don't want to sit through 45 minutes to an hour. And there are a few episodes that actually run into an hour and a half. So I am guilty of not tailoring my my message for for the the audience that I'm trying to reach because basically the audience that I'm trying to reach are basically uh people with short attention spans. And just as an added note, a lot of people, we Xers, we like to make fun of the uh of the millennials and the zoomers because they can't read a they they seem they seem incapable of reading a book. Literally reading a book. They they seem incapable. And you know. We like to make fun of them, but I've noticed the same the same concept among my exer, uh, the people that I know who are exers. They're every bit as guilty of this. But that is why I always I always tell my audience you need to read a book, and I tell you, you know, just for the sake of charity, I'm not going to assume that. You know, you would know the reason why you need to read a book. It teaches you concentration and it forces, it it not only gives you the, the complete and utter context, but it also teaches you how to critically break down a thought or an idea. That's why books are important. Um, most people though, don't like reading books and I realize that sometimes when I say you need to read a book, it sound I, I come across harsh. And that's that's part of me being presumptuous because I've actually been called a reader, which is true. From middle school on, my, my biggest escape was reading from my day-to-day existence. But it, uh, also as as a I don't know if it's a fault or a sin, but once I learned about podcasts, I pretty much quit reading. And it's over only over the course of the past year that I've gone back to actually reading books. Um so basically I I do realize there are some people who the thought of reading is it's it's a chore. I do understand that. And what I would humbly suggest is um first of all find a topic that you're interested in. And by the way, I'm not talking secular matters and spiritual matters and know your limitations. If 
200 pages sounds like a tall order. Start out with books with around 200 pages and read them. Train yourself to read. And the reason why I'm saying if reading's a chore for you, because part of piety and devotion is, you know, basically God is going to ask you to do things that you find distasteful. You know, it's for those of you who grew up in a family with parents, um, you know, sometimes your dad or mom's going to say, hey, you know, you need to do this knowing full well that you hate, you know, maybe to take out the trash or watch your brothers and sisters or cook a meal or whatever. But you do it because you're they're your parents and you do it because you love your parents. The same concept with God. Now, I know. I just got done talking about the verbosity part, uh, verbose, verbosity part, part. Basically, as I said in, earlier in this episode, the spiritual journey has been—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's a journey, you know. It's not there, you know. You're there, you know. It takes time. Once again, going back to um, what I said earlier, I ask for your understanding and charity. Okay? I have been praying to be a little more succinct and a little more to the point. I do recognize I tend to ramble. Okay? Um... That is my personal flaw. I'm asking you, to, though, to be understanding and charitable. I've been praying for this. And if it is God's will, he will help me to be more um, brief and um, to the point. Um. I think, and this this may actually run into the first the first sin, a presumption, because I will just basically say what I think without really thinking about how the other person is going to take it or how it's going to come across, you know. Um, basically, and you know, once again, this was presumption on my part. I had figured I had done previous episodes where I basically outlined my thought processes and I basically presumed that people would listen to those and understand my context. When I criticize Vatican II, when I criticize um, the Protestantism, you know, um, I will criticize individual uh, Protestant apologists. 
And, you know, I, I would understand as somebody who doesn't know me, it sounds harsh. I'm asking for you to, 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 to remember what I'm about ready to say. The criticism is not against them as a person. I do not know these people personally. I'm not God. I don't know their motivations. My criticism is toward their um, errors that they are spreading. And my, my criticism is, to, is against the errors of their thinking. Now, criticizing the way a person thinks is not the same thing as criticizing them personally. If I'm imputing motives, if let's take C.S. Lewis, for example, because um, I have a particular distaste for him as an apologist. If I'm criticizing C.S. Lewis for... Um, the fact that he was friends with J.R.R. Tolkien, who was a true Catholic. And over the course of 30 years, J.R.R. Tolkien, um, you know, was trying to get him into the Catholic Church. And to the end of his life, he said, there's beauty in the true Catholic religion, but I can't make myself, um, you know, I cannot submit myself to that beauty, to the teachings. If I say that that's why I have a particular distaste for him, that is not, a, that's not imputing motives. That's not imputing motives. That's not saying he's a terrible person. He died in like 1960-61. I never knew the man. You know, and... I, due to God's grace, I'm, I'm not at the, at, at the point where, um, you know, I, 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 I impute motives because, uh, I impute motives of my own volition. I recognize that, you know, I have a, I don't have the right to be imputing motives. I don't know these people. But two, as a matter of uh, humility, you know, I, I, I have several episodes. Don't judge. Don't judge. So I'm not, I'm not imputing or judging them as a person. I'm judging their way of thinking and the errors that they are spreading. So I just want to get that out there. Because it was God's grace that helped me to realize um that a lot of people and people are individuals would, you know, and I think this is a human being thing. I don't particularly think that this is a modern era error, but if you, if you criticize somebody's, you know, that they admire or that they, um, you know, they like their work or whatever, and you criticize their actions and their way of thinking, they take it personally. They think that you're criticizing the person that they admire or like. And, and, and you know, they take it personally and think, oh, it's a personal attack. It's a personal attack. It isn't. But that's where critical thinking skills come in. <clears throat>
So, um, once again, I'm asking for your, um, I'm asking for your charity and your understanding. And by the way, with that particular aspect of me, at this point right now, as of this recording, I think that that's just the way I am. And if it pleases God in the future to change that aspect of my personality, he will. But I honestly believe God put me here and I'm doing what I'm doing for a particular purpose that is known only to God. So, um, you know, um, basically, um, you know, if, if God wants that aspect of me to change, he'll change it. As of this recording right now, I have not gotten any indicators that, um, that, that, you know, that he wants me to change that aspect, you know, <sighs> to the last part, uh, for sin. And really, this leads into verbosity. I realized to somebody who likes short, quippy explanations on things that my approach may seem pedantic to church it up or uh, autistic to use an internet phrase. And they don't understand why I'm going into detail. Now, just a quick aside, I do understand that I will be explaining something and then I'll veer off in another direction and, and give you a, a totally unrelated story. That is actually, yes, that is an actual fault. Okay, that is an actual fault because one of my major um, faults is, is my mind... I, I, I have trouble staying focused. I have a hard time staying focused. But when, when I get, as it's been said, pedantic or autistic about a subject, and by the way, I've heard complaints about other people doing podcasts too. Because to somebody who has a short, you know, a short, and don't take this personally, a short attention span, you know, going into detail about something seems, you know, you're being pedantic. You're being pedantic. Get to the point. I'm going to ask for your understanding and, and, and your um, charity. As I said at the beginning of this episode, if I think a subject's important and I feel like you need the context, then I am, you know, like it or not, going to get autistic about that subject. Now, you know, it, 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 it has to do with the type of person you are, really, because I've heard secular po uh, podcasters, um, 
you know, let's just take sports ball. They'll talk about their particular football team. And to somebody who's a casual fan, they'll get into what they consider autistic detail, you know, about a particular area of their football team. Well, that's because that person feels that the details matter. And that's basically my explanation. Except, you know, I consider, um, I consider, um, getting right with God, having the proper relationship, being pious and devout. I consider that to be the only thing that matters. So when I'm, and, and, and especially since this isn't my podcast, be, be essentially my attitude is, is I'm trying to do God's will as I understand it. I feel it's incumbent upon me personally that, you know, I give the proper de- uh, context so that people can make the right decision. Now, you know, if for whatever reason they can't or whatever, um, that's up to God's divine providence. But I have to do what I feel is God's will. And, um, and you know, like I said, this is ultimately important for me personally. So, um, you know, if, if you think that I'm too pedantic and, um, and too, too autistic, all I can say is, um, you know, maybe that's my personal flaw coming in. I got to be honest though. I don't view wanting to give the details that matter. I'm going to shorten it to details matter. I don't necessarily view that as a flaw because details do matter. And maybe it's because, you know, um, of my training in, in the army. Um, but they literally pounded that in my head while I was in the army. You know, if you don't notice the small things, then you could, you know, if you're out on patrol in enemy territory, missing the small things will get you killed. And they, they taught you, it's basically in the military, it's called attention to detail. The last thing I'm going to cover is I've had people say, and I'm probably massacring this word, that I'm mono, monomaniacal, meaning I, I have a one-track mind, to put it in vulgar American terms. I have a one-track mind. I've also addressed this in earlier podcasts. But for the sake of charity, even though I hate repeating myself, I'm going to repeat this one more time. I am monomaniacal or one-track mind when it comes to God. There is a famous Catholic saint that said, um, 
your relationship with God is the only thing that matters. Everything else is unimportant. Now, my attitude ran along his philosophy before I read that quote. But it basically sums up how I feel. As I said, I could do my own personal podcast if I wanted to. Okay? But I I view that as not doing God's will. And honestly, it would also be dishonest of me if I talked about secular matters for this very fact. Um, getting right with God, you know, having a proper understanding, having a proper devotion, and having a proper piety toward him is my goal. You know, and... You know, um, for the foreseeable future, I don't see that changing. I honestly don't. I don't see it for changing. First of all, because I came into this at the 11th hour, I got a lot of catching up to do. But even, you know, should, should God grant me the grace to where I'm, well, basically in life, you never stop learning. You never stop maturing. So even though I came into this late, I'm pro- to the day that I'm to the day that I die. I'm probably still going to be learning, and I I take that very seriously. Okay, um, you know. So, but I have said in previous podcasts, um, this is this is not my show. This is God's, and. You know, if if you, you know, and I even said in the first episode, look, if you're coming here for politics, you know, sports ball, whatever, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. And as an added note, not only do I take my, <clears throat> not only do I take my um, relationship with God to what may seem to the average person to extreme levels. But I feel called. I feel called to try to bring as many people to the right to the right knowledge of God, which is pre-Vatican II Catholicism, and to the right piety and devotion to him as they're capable of. In other words, I'm trying to help people get to heaven. Um, I've said this in past episodes, but like I said, I'm not going to presume that anyone's listened. The reason this is important to me is basically my misanthropy toward my fellow human beings. I hated my fellow human beings in the past and almost to the same level that I hated God. Okay. I hated them both equally. Well, no, actually I hated God a little more, but I hated my fellow human beings almost as badly. And I view 
in reparation for those two sins. Um, I am trying to repair my relationship with my uh, fellow human beings and my uh, and my God. So, and I'm going to have to wrap this up. So basically, um, this is my penance. To use the Catholic term, this is my penance for my hatred. And I just ask for your understanding and your your charity. I'm a flawed human being. You know, only the Catholic saints themselves were perfect human beings. I am not that. So just bear that in mind when you find yourself getting a little annoyed, well, a little or very annoyed, whichever the case may be. All right. Um, That's all I got to say. I appreciate you guys for listening. I really do. Um, You didn't have to listen and you didn't have to give me your time. Those are blessings. Those are graces for me. If you, if you hung in with me and I also want to thank you for coming onto this podcast channel and giving me a chance because, um, you know, I know it sounds, uh, cliche and trite when some podcaster says, Oh, you, you didn't have to tune into this podcast channel, but you did, but it's true though. Um, it is true. You didn't have to come here. So I want to thank you for giving me a chance. And also, I, I, I hope, I hope since I'm trying to do the will of God, that somehow I, that the will of God worked through me in such a way that gave you some food for thought or touched you in some way. So um, thank you for listening. I'm praying for you. I am. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. No.